And a very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live on this November 13th, 2020. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And the sun has come out. Oh, I didn't look outside. It's about to set, but it's, it's, it, <laughs> I, am. I was walking down the hallway on the way into the studio, and I saw some rays of sun shining through the... After our triduum of wet weather, mm. a little bit of sunshine. Well, Jim will be here to give us the forecast a little later on. Also this hour, Father Joel Sember is going to join us. He's written a book called Oriens. I guess, is that how you pronounce that? I think, Oriens. I think so. It's Latin, Oriens. Um, it's a pilgrimage through Advent and Christmas, kind of a personal, you can take this yourself, which is a, probably good this year. Many people may not be able to get out and do a... self-quarantined a, pilgrimage. But Father has written this uh, as mm-hmm. a, a guide, for, beginning with the first Sunday of Advent, right through the Feast of the Presentation, February oh, 2nd. Oh, that's the whole Christmas season. That's right. So Father will be here this hour. Uh, we're going to play Name That Catholic Tune, so you'll be able to win a fabulous prize. And by the way, speaking of Name That Catholic Tune, we'll put the call out now so we don't forget. Oh, my Last goodness. week's winner from uh, the Cape May area. It was Barbara. Barbara. Barbara, unfortunately, we lost your address. We don't know what we did with it, but um, we want to send you the fabulous prize you won last week. So if you can... Email us. I guess that's the best way to do that, right? Email. Right, or she could call and. Well, who's going to answer the phone? Leave a message. I'll leave a message. Okay. Right. Okay, leave a message. Okay. And Good. I know the town, of course, in New Jersey. Down in the Cape May area, right? Yeah, it, it was right outside of Cape May. But um, your last name and and street address. I really apologize, and that's not like me. But I'm such a clean freak. I I probably in haste threw out the wrong. Little stack of stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I hope you're listening, or maybe someone is listening to Barbara. She shared that um, not only an organist or a pianist, she plays the violin. Maybe you know her from your parish. Okay. Right. So, so let us know so we can send Barbara her fabulous prize. But yes, friends, you'll have an opportunity today to win. We play Name That Catholic Tune later this hour. Of course, Jim will be here with the weather. Uh, also, next hour, our friend Father Chris Rogers is going to join us, and he's going to give us uh, a reflection on this Sunday's Gospel, which is the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. And then also next hour, our good friend from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon, uh, Deacon Anthony Seo, with his Senior Spirituality segment. So we hope you will stay with us for the program. We're here till 6 o'clock in these crazy times to just come and relax a little bit and... Uh, Middle of November, actually Friday the 13th, but who cares? It doesn't matter. doesn't make any difference. It was always a good day for me, only because I was born on September 13th. Which occasionally would fall on a Friday. I I wonder if we could... You can ask Alexa. We don't have her set up. If in that particular year, which I will not mention, if it was a Friday when I was born. I was born on a Thursday. I'm not super... Thursday's child has far to go. You ever hear that little poem? Sunday's child is... Yes. Something or other, Monday's child. I know Thursday's child, which is my day, Thursday. Thursday's child has far to go. Okay, well, good luck getting there. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Perhaps we should pray there. Yeah, him. let's pray. We'll pr- uh, continue to pray for our country with this prayer uh, that we've been praying and sent out 4,998 copies of. To mm-hmm. uh, We have the last two in our hands here. Right? I ordered 5,000 of them, but they're all gone. And hopefully you are still praying because it's not over yet. No, we need a lot of prayer. country needs prayer. And uh, so we'll pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, 
Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that, acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, also the Subtum Presidium prayer that Holy Father asks us to pray uh, with the specific intention to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. And we've also added the intention to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend, defend us in battle. battle. Be, Be our, our protection, protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. devil. May, May God, God rebuke him, him, we humbly pray. And, and do thou, O Prince of the, the Heavenly Host, host by the, the power, power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us, Venerable Archbishop Sheen. Pray for us, St. Pope John Paul II. Pray for us, Our Lady of Good Remedy. Pray for us. And today, Francis Cabrini. Mother Cabrini, pray for us. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In Amen. fact, next hour, I have some interesting facts about Mother Cabrini. Okay. An Italian immigrant yes. who lived in Little Italy in New York City. And she's buried in the, in the Bronx. Hey. Hmm. Her tomb is up in the Bronx, a little north of Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Right around second base. No, there's a day, north of- <laughs> there's a day trip. Good. Yeah, you can go visit the grave of Mother Cabrini. Uh, but she did live. Actually, uh, I'll have a whole a whole plethora of facts about her next hour. But um, lived in Little Italy, and I did some research because my grandparents, when they came into this country, my grandfather came. I guess he was he was younger than 20, but he came with his family. But they lived in the same neighborhood. It was the little Italian ghetto down there, which has now gotten a lot smaller, Little Italy, Mm -hmm. Mulberry Street, that area. But they lived at the same time. Oh, wow. So I don't know if he knew her. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, there's Mother Cabrini. (laughs) (laughs) But she came over and and kind of evangelized the Italian population who had immigrated over here. Mm -hmm. And started schools, right? Yeah. So well, I have interesting facts about okay. her. You'll well, find I'll out. I'll have to you'll stay have to with you yeah, for the second out. hour. You'll find out. And if you are listening live at 4 o'clock, my friends, we're also coming to you live on our video platforms. You can watch the program on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia. Also live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. 
Also live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. And you can listen all kinds of ways on our radio stations, of course, but also on our streaming audio, our free mobile app. You can listen and watch the program on our mobile app. It's free. And uh, if you have the, uh, those home speaker devices, Amazon Echo or Google Home, just say, play Domestic Church Media. And, of course, we have our brand new uh, 1260 AM transmitter fired up, full power. So, and You know, last night I was driving home from rehearsal, mm. and uh, it was late, 930 or 10, absolutely dark. And the radio station was coming in loud and in clear Flemington? All from Flemington all the way home. Wow, so yeah. that was... 31, yeah. I-95. And that was half power. Right. After right. sunset. I know after dark. Yeah, yeah, after sunset. It goes down to half power. So. Yeah, it was very good. I meant to tell you. Should be getting a lot of uh, uh, those of you who are on the, especially on the fringe areas, you know, if you go Flemington and north, and Nick, our engineer, said he got it all the way up at the, the Blue Army Shrine up in Washington. If you're oh, over in Bucks or Montgomery County, northeast Philadelphia, you should be getting a lot stronger there. Uh, central to southern Burlington County and to Camden County. This is 1260 a.m. Mm-hmm. Brand new uh, transmitter, fired up, brand new processor, all installed and uh, doing its thing. So Great. Great. Many ways, many Just ways. Just in time listen. for the Radiothon. Yeah, that's where, which by the way, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Mark your calendar. We want you to join us. It's a very important three days for us because it is our 2020 Radiothon. We didn't have it in the spring. And we have to have it. We really found ourselves in a financial bind over the past number of months because we didn't have the Radiothon in the spring. So we are going to have it December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Cheryl will be here, Bruce DeBacco co-hosting with me. And uh, we'll do it the way we always do it. We'll kind of weave our way in and out of the uh, regular programming. So we're not going to preempt everything for three days. So it's always a fun time. And uh Interesting thing is we've had some very generous benefactors already who have put up matching gifts uh, to the tune of $56,000. So the first $56,000 raised will be matched dollar for dollar. So if you are feeling very generous on that first hour and you want to call in with a, let's say, maybe a $10,000 gift, it becomes $20,000. That's right. Boom, Who like knows? that. We, we might not need three days. We can knock this out in oh, I want to keep going. Though. I don't want to, say, I don't want to put any limits on people's that's generosity. Right. If they that's want right. to keep giving, you can keep giving. So that's December 2nd, Which is right around the corner, which is impossible to believe. I know it's only uh, halfway through November, but somehow things start speeding up this time of year. The, the beautiful feast days mm-hmm. and then Thanksgiving is in there, however unusual that might be. This year, but then on right on the other side of uh, Thanksgiving, Christ the King Sunday, and then it's time, you know, and for me, I'm always working ahead. There's council meetings and planning meetings and liturgical meetings and rehearsals. The Advent is right on top of us. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It's a beautiful that's time. That's right. I think, by the way, if that was Barb calling on the studio line, don't call the studio line. We can't answer it. Call 609-882-9357. That is, that's their main line in the answer. And there was no way to leave a message no. on that particular no. one. 609-882-9357. Sorry, Barb. We Let's take a break and be back with uh, Father Joel Sember. Don't go away. More to come on Friday Live.
Well, welcome back, friends. And our next guest, Father Joel Sember, was ordained a priest in 2007 for the Diocese of Green Bay, Wisconsin. He has extensive experience as a parish priest, two years of service in campus ministry. He completed the spiritual direction training program through the Institute of Priestly Formation in Omaha, Nebraska, holds a B.A. in philosophy and Catholic studies from the University of St. Thomas, a bachelor's in sacred theology from the Pontifical Gregorian University, and a license in sacred theology from the Pontifical University Santa Croce in Rome. He's completed a dozen walking pilgrimages, currently serves as pastor of three parishes in rural northeastern Wisconsin. And in his new book, Oriens, A Pilgrimage Through Advent and Christmas, you will learn how to pray or pray more deeply. Each day you'll read a scripture passage, receive Father Joel's guidance on how to pray with that passage, and find questions for reflection and journaling. A wonderful book, and we want to welcome to the program Father Joel Sember. Father, welcome. Well, thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me on. So, interesting, Oriens, which, by the way, is Latin and means what? Well, it means uh, rising. It's from uh, a verb, but it's uh, also a noun. It's used for um, dawn and east, and so we get words like orient, um, both in terms of orienting yourself, but also in terms of the orient um, from that word. So it's it's the word that's used in the um, Latin version of the um, Canticle of Zechariah, when it says, the dawn from on high will break upon us. Mm. So um, that sense of that light shining in the darkness, you know, that traditional kind of Advent uh, practice with the Advent wreath of lighting candles as the world gets darker and darker, and then the light of the world is born on Christmas Day. We light our Christmas trees, we celebrate the light of the world, and then... Um, kind of wrap up the season, in a sense, with um, the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord on February 2nd, which is also known as Candlemas, and it's kind of this conclusion of this light shining brighter, but it's also a preparation for the Easter Vigil as you light candles and meet Jesus uh, in the temple. So it kind of sums up what we're hoping for, is that um, in the midst of a dark world, the light of Christ will shine more and more brightly in your heart, and that this book will help you sort of connect with that light of Christ and help um, his presence grow in your family and in your daily prayer time. And as you say, Father, it covers from the first uh, Sunday of Advent right through the Feast of the, the uh, Presentation on February 2nd. gives opportunity for scripture reflection, prayer, journaling. And so especially this year when there probably aren't or may not be a lot of offerings in parish churches for uh, uh, missions or, or other events that people could go to, prayerful events, lit- liturgies, this is a great opportunity for people on an individual basis, I would imagine, to use the book, but could it also be used in a group setting, family setting? It certainly could. Um, I had uh, every—and, you know, the thought was that um, the book itself is sort of self-contained. It has everything you need. It has the Scripture passages, has the prayer guidance, even has a space for you to journal every day. But uh, you could also certainly gather either in person or maybe virtually, if that's uh, safer, with small groups of friends and family and— uh, and um, kind of do that together. In fact, uh, our Sunday visitor, who's the publisher for Oriens, is going to be offering a virtual Bible study. It'll be uh, Monday mornings at 10.30 in the morning. Um, We're just uh, kind of pushing the links out to social media. You'll be able to find that on my personal website, um, pilgrimpriest.us. I certainly would enhance the journey to do it together, but uh, obviously I wanted the book to be able to stand on its own. So even if people... um, are doing that by themselves, that they can get something from it. Oriens is the name of the book, and as Father said, it is published by Our Sunday Visitor, and their website is osv.com. 
Uh, Chris, it's hard to believe, as we were just saying, we're already coming up uh, next Sunday or a week from the Sunday is the Feast of Christ the King, of course, the last Sunday in ordinary time, and then we enter into a brand new liturgical season uh, with the first Sunday of Advent. Um, Advent is something, I think, Father, you know, so many of us, we're so busy preparing for Christmas that we, we tend sometimes to miss Advent. And I always, I think Advent is probably, for me, I love Christmas, I love Easter, but but Advent is such a wonderful, like a, an undercurrent of, of, of joy waiting to burst forth. You know, you just want to, you can't wait to get to Christmas, but you want to enjoy and savor the Advent season. And, and it's done even liturgically, isn't it? Yeah, so one of the things that I've always struggled with, and I know we've all struggled with, is how busy we are during Advent, and the Church is encouraging us to slow down. Um, but of course, the world is is making us speed up. Now, maybe it'll be a little bit different this year if lots of things get canceled and suddenly we find we have time to pray. But you know, Advent is can be a challenging time to pray, and so I've always used a meditation book of some sort during Advent. Um, just um, to try to get something out of the season. So part of the idea behind Orient was um, was not to have just another book of nice Advent meditations, but as you mentioned in the intro, I'd learned to pray um, with Scripture through the Institute for Priestly Formation. Um, I've led some people on silent retreats. I've been on a lot of silent retreats myself, including a, a 30-day uh, Ignatian retreat. And I wanted to kind of just present that to people, like not give them meditations that I had come up with, but teach them how to meditate. So I came up with a scripture passage for each day of Advent and Christmas, and then give some guidance for either Lexio Divina or for imaginative meditation, um, which may sound a little daunting, but if you, it's, it's meant to be ready for beginners. If you've never really prayed with scripture before, it gives you what you need. If you have prayed with scripture before, well, you'll find that this kind of enhances your prayer. Some of my own thoughts, um, some of my own journey, I learned a lot um, from uh, writing this book. Um, so at the end of the book, hopefully you will have a lot of really nice meditations, but they'll be your meditations, not mine. Mm. Um, that's the idea behind it. It sounds very, very approachable, Father, because um, some people want to try the Lexio Divina or to get into a deeper relationship and, and, you know, meditate on the words of Christ, but they sort of don't know where to begin. And I know even for myself, it's it's just easier to sit and say, okay, I'm going to do a holy hour, and then I'll do the um, Divine Mercy Chaplet, and then I'll do the Rosary, and uh, I repeat, you know, many other prayers that I learned even from childhood or, or just know by heart. And it's, um, you know, you're reciting words, but you're not really giving any silence for the Lord to speak to you? Yeah, I think we've all had that experience of like, okay, Jesus, what do I do here? Right. Hmm. And hearing nothing back and being like, what do I have to do to hear something back? Yeah. You know, and so that, that can lead us to just fill up all that space, because if Jesus isn't going to talk, well, I can certainly keep talking, right? Right, right. <laughs> So another kind of inspiration behind this book was um, I've done a number of walking pilgrimages. When I was a seminarian over in Rome, a friend and I um, did the Camino, um, but it wasn't like the full Camino from the Pyrenees Mountains all the way across Spain. Okay. We didn't have that much time. Um, we ended up starting, we did the Camino Portuguese, which is 
a route from the end, the Portuguese border north mm-hmm. to the same uh, shrine, Santiago de Compostela. It was a six-day journey. Mm-hmm. And it was a very profound experience for me, but it was very simple at the same time. I mean, you're, you're literally just walking through the Spanish countryside on walking trails and staying at hostels, and it was so simple. Yes. But it changed the way I saw myself. It changed the way I saw the world. So when I got back to the United States as a young priest, I thought, why should we have to fly to Europe to uh, walk down the road? And so I planned a 60-mile walking pilgrimage to the shrine of Our Lady, or um, Mary Help of Christians in Hubertus, Wisconsin. It's known as Holy Hill. Mm-hmm. And then I planned some um, trips to Our Lady of Good Help, um, northeast of Green Bay, the only approved uh, yes. Marian apparition in North America, mm-hmm. or north of Mexico, I suppose. Um, but um, and and it was the same thing. It was we would just plan a very simple journey. I'd plan ten to twelve miles a day. We'd spend the night in church basements or sometimes in people's homes um, if we needed to. People would provide food along the way, and that was it. Basically, we'd do morning prayer and evening prayer together. Have mass every day. Um, the Rosary and Divine Mercy Chaplet as you're walking, and it had that same simple but profound effect on people. Um, so when you do a, a bus pilgrimage, you know, you, you fly to France or whatever, and you get on this bus, and you go to Lisieux and, and Lourdes and Fatima, and you kind of expect, like, things happen at the shrine. But when you're on a walking pilgrimage, things happen on the road. It's sort of a different way of seeing the world, a different way of being in the world. Mm. So I had this insight a couple years ago that maybe this is what the Church meant Advent to be. That well, The problem is we all get on the Christmas bus, we ride the Christmas bus to Christmas, and we're like, ah, where's the big aha moment? Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but, but the big aha moment is, is that humble presence of Jesus hidden in the, the face of a baby. You know, I mean, if, if the wise men hadn't had that journey, they might have not, they might have come to the Bethlehem and missed it, you know, but right. the journey changed the way they saw the world. So I think we're meant to, to make an Advent journey that's simple but profound, and that opens our eyes to the sort of humble, everyday presence of Christ that's all around us, so that when we get to Christmas, the aha isn't suddenly now Jesus's light is brighter. The aha is I've learned to see it. I've learned to recognize that humble presence of Jesus, and now I see it everywhere. We're talking with Father Joel Sember, and uh, the book is called Oriens. It's uh, published by our Sunday Visitor. That's www.osv.com is their web address. A wonderful opportunity now. It's a couple of weeks before Advent, so a great time to start planning your Advent and, and Christmas journey. And that's another point I want to point out, Father. It's not just Advent, but you you take us through Christmas all the way to the Feast of the Presentation, you know, go all through those January doldrums. People mm-hmm. have that, uh, that, that um, you know, when Christmas is all over, that feeling of, oh, now what? But you, you, you like extend a, it. Yeah, it's like a drop-off. Not extend yeah. it because the Church brings us there. but Right, but I, personally, you know, you feel like, oh, wow, January, it's like a dead month, mm-hmm. you know. But we shouldn't yeah, lose that Christmas a, joy. Especially when the um, from Green Bay, Wisconsin, so especially when the Packers have lost and we don't have a horse in the race anymore for the <laughs> Super Bowl or whatever, then it's like, well, what do you even do? It's, right. it's, not, quite, uh, it's not quite enough snow to snowmobile yet, you uh-huh. know, um, or ice fish. Yeah, so I felt like, look, we have all these meditation books to help us pray through the very busy season of Advent, but then you get to the that low point, like you said, in January, and there's nothing there for you. So so this book goes to February 2nd on purpose, because I feel like 
even if you if you get to Christmas and you never pick up the book once, like you were just too busy, you still have more than half the book left. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty there for you to enjoy the journey. Well, it's beautiful. Um, Father, you mentioned you yourself have a website. What is that website? Yeah, that's pilgrimpriest.us. Pilgrimpriest.us. And uh, are you, uh, do you run many pilgrimages? I mean, you mentioned you're walking pilgrimages there, but have you been, is that kind of one of your charisms? You take people on these journeys all over the place? Yeah, basically. I mean, I was, uh, my previous assignment, I was about 55, 57 miles from the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. So mm-hmm. it was a pretty convenient five-day walking journey. Mm. Beautiful. So certainly looking for opportunities to do more. I'm in a different assignment now as of August, um, which is a little bit farther away. So uh, not quite sure how that's going to look yet, but still exploring that. Well, this is a great start. Like the, this book, again, friends, it's called Orion's uh, A Pilgrimage Through Advent and Christmas. We've been talking with the author, Father Joel Sember, and it's published by our Sunday visitor, www.osv.com is their website. And as I said, you know, we're, we're not that far away from Advent. Now's the time to start planning for Advent and Christmas for your own spiritual you, journey. Yeah, and you can get that book off uh, Amazon. Also, you can get it probably from your local Catholic bookstore. If they don't have it, they can order it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it should be available pretty much anywhere. That's great. That's great, Father. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your time with us today. We really appreciate it. And is this your first your first offering here as an author? It is, yes. It was. A, it took me about a year to put this together between um, work at the parishes and yeah. everything else going on. So it's kind of a miracle in itself. I'm grateful to God that it, it came together. Well, we're I'm hoping that to... it's a real benefit for a lot of people during this kind of challenging time as we're looking, I think, for a little bit more stability somewhere. Like, life isn't as stable as it used to be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, this I think will be... people will find Jesus is that rock they're looking Amen. for. Yes, Amen. Yes, I think this will be very, very helpful to many people, because as you say, most of us do have a little bit of extra time on our hands now. So um, we we need something like this now on, on the next leg of this journey. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. If I'm, I'm going to have Jim slide that across the desk here, and it's mine. <laughs> Orient's is the name of the book. All right, we'll share it. We yeah, do I always it. tell people get one for yourself and one for your spouse. <laughs> there it's, we go. It's a journal. There you go. And then, uh, and then get one for a, a good friend of yours, so you have Perfect. somebody to talk to about it. Wonderful, Perfect. wonderful. Thank you so much, Father, for being here, and have a blessed day. And a happy Thanksgiving. My pleasure. Thank you. God bless you. God, God bless, bless you. you. Thank you. And friends, you stay where you are. We'll be back with more in just a bit. Don't go away.
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. Alrighty, that means it's time for our domestic church chief meteorologist, right fresh from the south rim of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> talk, talk about a walking journey. Jim Hoppin, can we say that, though? I don't know. Is that one of those states you can't not come? There right, not there right now, but I was last week. Okay, so that that's good. We can we can, we can can admit that. Is, that. is it not one of those states that we have to be careful of having gone to and come back from? Oh, what a mess. <laughs> without any kind of no, uh, no, governmental but, interference? <laughs> you know, I was, no, I was leaving um, when I was, I was flying out of Phoenix on yeah. Monday, uh -huh. and there was a flight at the next gate, and it was going to Honolulu, Hawaii. And they were taken down. You had to fill out. Uh, the people that were waiting to get on the plane had to fill out a form mm. and include the address that they were going to be at when they got to Honolulu. Wow. Um, because they have to self-quarantine mandatory for 14 days. So, oh, wow. Um, so, so did you take I, I'm that one? Book in a trip. I'm thinking <laughs> of booking a trip yeah. there and taking out a hotel room for 14 days. There you go. <laughs> it's perfect. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but now I understand also that you were poll watching when you were out there. <laughs> no, I, I tried to put all that nonsense out of my head. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, you were in a beautiful spot. You know, we lived there for three years, so we, we know the canyon well. And uh, it's, nice. it's, 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 it's we were saying it's almost like you're not even looking at a real image you're like you're looking at a tapestry and you don't even realize you're there like a giant oil painting yeah, or something yeah. <laughs> was it a family gathering or just you decided to just head on out there <laughs> oh it was about um a few months ago my daughter was coming up on her birthday and um she said hey dad you want to go to the grand canyon for my birthday and i said okay it was just a it was just a long weekend okay. we three days Good. Um, it was nice. Good. Yeah, it was just amazing. You know, it's um, it's unreal. You know, pictures don't do it justice. No, no, no. And it's just a, a lot to absorb. So if you flew in, flew in, and out of Phoenix, you had a nice drive up, uh, up, up there too, going through Sedona and to the Flagstaff and that whole area. It's pretty. Yeah. Pretty drive. Absolutely. Oh, good for you. Yep. Very good. Fantastic. Uh, up, 
uphill, uphill, all the way, way. Uphill <laughs> to the canyon, <laughs> That's right. and then downhill back to Phoenix. Yes. There you go. That's right. That's Fantastic. right. So, uh, and of course, uh, the weather in Arizona is uh, always, well, usually changing, yeah, changing <laughs> but, uh, but it is nice. Uh, it's going to stay yeah, nice. Yeah, going to stay if you don't like the weather, um, wait 15 minutes. That's right. That's right. But or, or drive or drive a half hour. Yes. That's that's right. Then right. we used to, you know, the funny thing is because I said we lived out there and we used to always find our we love the seasons. But if you live in Phoenix, there is only one season, and we found ourselves driving north for the for the fall and the winter, and driving uh, west out to San Diego for the ocean and and uh, other parts. But because in the, in the desert, there's not much but but one season. So. But it is beautiful. Yep. It is beautiful. Now, speaking of beautiful, I see the sun has popped out here. Yeah, it's been a crazy few days with, um, you know, it's interesting. I think it was uh, two days ago, so it must have been Wednesday. Um, all of a sudden, the leaves just decided to drop out of the trees. <laughs> like one day. Um, and everyone was out just before the rain started. They were trying to get the leaves off their lawn. but. Yes. Uh, yeah, the rain started, and it just, you know, it ended this morning. The sun came out, really, really nice out there. In, in the area, we're generally in the 50s, the low, low 50s right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that, that big orange thing in the sky. That's right. Stick with us yeah. uh, through most of the weekend. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we'll look forward so, to hearing um, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just saying we're looking forward to seeing what, what's in store. Yes. So, tonight. Mostly clear skies, low 35 degrees. Saturday, sunny, high near 55. Saturday night, mostly clear, low 35 again. Sunday, it's going to be nice uh, in the morning, but we could have some afternoon showers. They're likely about a 60% chance of those showers. Mostly cloudy with a high near 62. And then Sunday night, those showers continue, ending in the uh, late evening. Partly cloudy, low around 40, and then first day of the work week, Monday, sunny, high near 53. And next week, it looks like um, we're going to start off around 50 degrees, but then we're going to cool off during the middle of the week with um, highs in the uh, mid to upper 40s and lows actually dipping into the 20s, up to 20s. And then uh, we'll rebound uh, later next week, Friday, we're looking at temperatures in the mid 50s. So um, not a bad week next week. I don't see any chance of uh, rain or, or snow because we have to look out for that this time of year. Yeah. yeah. But not, nothing like that. It, it looks like um, we're going to get some time to dry out from this rain that we've had the last few days. Very nice. Well, it sounds like a lovely November week coming up, mm-hmm. uh, weekend as well, as so tomorrow especially. So, uh, Jim, we want to thank you for uh, being here. Glad you made it back safely. And, you know, I was just thinking you were on the south rim, but isn't it the north rim where they have that thing that extends out over the canyon, that plexiglass walkway or like something? A glass walkway. Did you hear about that? Oh, so, so yeah. I forget what it's called, but it's on what they call the west Oh, the west. Rim. Okay, okay, the west rim. Yeah. Yep. Um, and from the from the south rim, it's a, it's a good drive. Yeah. No, nothing is... So on the map, it looks like oh, you just go you <laughs> around know, the corner, there, but <laughs> right. but it's not there's there's like it's not like New Jersey where you got roads going everywhere. No, um, no. it's a three hour drive from where I was just yeah. to get to that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I, I don't even think, I couldn't even do it. I was just thinking about it makes my knees weak. I can't oh, even think about sure. it. Yeah. But uh, it'd be, be adventurous. <laughs> well, Jim, thank you so much. Have a great week, and uh, we'll look forward to speaking with you next week. You too. God, God bless, bless you. Have a thank great you. Weekend. You too. Thank you. 
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. Alrighty, time to name that Catholic tune. And again, Barb, our last, our winner from last week, if you're listening, uh, we unfortunately lost your address to send the fabulous prize to. So give us a call at 609-882-9357. Leave your address, your name and address, Barb, so we can send you the prize. 609-882-9357. Now, for those of you who are playing this week right now, the number you will call is yes. 609 493 255. That's 609-493-8255. Cheryl will give some information about today's Catholic tune, and uh, then she's going to play a little bit of it on the piano. The mighty word, the piano. Okay, this is the Steinway that we wheeled in here. <laughs> and uh, when she does that, then you can call. Do you think you know what it is? 609-493-8255. Let's play Name That Catholic Tune. And quite the Catholic tune it is. And you know what? We had Father uh, speaking on his book, Oriens, as the Advent season uh, prepares us for Christmas. And I myself am thinking, my goodness, it's right around the corner. I was just today planning the music for the Advent season. And I think a little bit later, a second hour, when we speak with... Um, Deacon Anthony, he might touch slightly on Advent as well. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I'm just going to pull it all together and pull a hymn from the Advent season. Oh, How about that? Seems to be the running theme today. Mm -hmm. This was originally written in Latin way back in the 8th century. So early, early centuries, written in Latin, sung by the monks, chanted, definitely a chant. And then around the 13th century... Um, they added a, a slight adaptation. They added a refrain, and they gave it some rhythm. So the metrical version emerged in mm-hmm. the 14th, uh, 13th century. And then finally, we got the English translation, not until 1851, but it did come about. And uh, in 1851, the gentleman that gave us the English translation is the author of Good King Wenceslas, oh, okay. which is another one of my favorite hymns, and it doesn't seem uh, to be in the hymnals anymore. I, he was a hit songwriter then, yeah, this guy. Yeah, I don't know why. But anyway, that, that's a little piece of trivia. Uh, especially, uh, we do associate it with Advent across the board, not just Catholic now, everybody, everywhere, every denomination. But for us as Catholics, especially those that pray evening prayer, you will be reading and praying or singing this text the last seven days of Advent. Shall we hear some? Yes, 609-493-8255. That's the number to call. Let Cheryl play a little bit of it. 609-493-8255. She's at the nine-foot Steinway that I have I have personally <laughs> wheeled into the studio. Which is why your back is still killing That's you right. no, five Today it feels great. Later. My back feels great today. Okay, let me see. All right. I want to go somewhere in the middle, okay? Yeah, okay. (laughs) 
609-493-8255. If you know what today's tune is, well, we've got a contestant already. How about that? We should. Uh, hi, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Christy from Lawrenceville. Christy from Lawrenceville. Very nice, Christy. And what do you think today's Catholic tune is? O come, O come, Emmanuel. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Christy from Lawrenceville. Correct uh, guess? Yes, it is. Now, well, what's your parish over here in Lawrenceville? St. Anne's in Lawrenceville. Oh, St. Anne's. That's right. Now, we've spoken yeah, to you before. Yeah, we have drive through at 9 o'clock. drive through what? Mass? drive through masses. You can sit out in the parking lot, watch it virtually, uh-huh. and then at the end of mass, they bring communion. They're, They're still, still doing that? Doing that. Oh, yeah. Yes, we're still doing oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Did they I'm not ever... sure how much longer, but we yeah. move close, a little bit closer to the church to give out the mm-hmm. Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Wow, how about that? I know many parishes in New Jersey did that, but it was short-lived. You know, we were still in the summer, maybe, and um, they were trying to open up, and people weren't quite ready to come inside. But it was just like for a handful of weeks. But did you ever take a break, or they they still uh, they continued that all throughout? We're still doing it, and as a matter of fact, the congregation, um, well, we got our new cameras in because we used to have a, um, a youth, somebody from our uh, 1230 band used to do the camera, and mm-hmm. we all contributed, and we got a new camera in that's all automated, and it uh, comes out brilliantly. Okay. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, at least it's yeah. getting the message out all there right. and people can attend. Well, Christy, you are yes. the winner today, and of course, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is the uh, tune we were going uh, for, so I'm going to put you on hold for a moment, and Cheryl's going to yes. take some information from you, okay? Don't, you. don't hang up. Thank you for playing, and friends, you stay where you are. There's more to come on Friday Live, and here is today's Catholic tune.
And that was today's Catholic tune, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Probably the first, well, I think other stations are playing um, secular Christmas music. They started that a couple of weeks ago, because we don't start our Christmas music until Advent. And uh, we play only the songs that sing of the true meaning of the Holy Day, Christmas. So uh, that'll start uh, in a couple of weeks. But, that, of course, that's a little prelude to all of that, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Congratulations to Christy, who is the winner of today's Name That Catholic Tune. And uh, Cheryl's still on the phone with Christy, so you might hear her talking in the background. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we want to thank you for being here. We have another big hour of Friday Live coming up. Next hour, we're going to be uh, joined by our friend Father Chris Rogers, who will give us a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. And then uh, our friend Deacon Anthony Seo with his senior spirituality uh, segment, is going to be with us as well next hour with more music, more talk. I also have some uh, interesting facts about today's saint, Saint uh, Francis Cabrini, Mother Cabrini. Some interesting facts about Mother Cabrini. I'll share them with you. All right. Okay, say goodbye now. We're on the, gotta go, gotta go. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. We're hearing the conversation over the air, by the way. So. Well, your end. Oh, sorry about that. I do apologize. Well, you know, I could talk to the listeners forever. So thank you, Christy. She has some really interesting information too, above and beyond what we were talking about. So, Aha. Wonderful. All right. Well, congratulations to Christy from Lawrenceville, St. Anne's Parish. And uh, I, I, thought they, I thought they had stopped all that driving. Right, right. And, you know, I think about, although I guess if you're in your car, weather is not an issue. I know our son, Anthony, is a music director in Michigan, and they're still having outdoor masses. Oh, Michigan. I mean, the, um, the people would bring their chairs or something, but he has to bring mm-hmm. his keyboard and set up. They have a little tent for him, but it's windy and it's cold. Why are they the, outside? Well, you know, it's just... They can get in the church, yeah. or is that crazy governor out there not letting them in the well, church again? You, you know, it's different everywhere that you go, and, mm. and not even just the governor, but by county. And, mm. um, yeah. So they're having a, a hard time, and I don't know who it's coming from that they're not in the church, yeah. but he said, Father, you know, we have to start thinking about getting inside. I, I <laughs> it's agree. not going to blow away out I here. Agree. All right, we take a break, and uh, don't go anywhere. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, Facebook, we cut away uh, on the video for about three or four minutes, but come back on at the top of the hour uh, listening on the radio. Uh, please stay with us. We're not going anywhere. Be right back. Don't go away. More to come on Friday Live.
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com Pope Francis said, The key that opens the door to faith is prayer. Join St. Paul Street Evangelization by running a prayer station in the public square. You don't need to be a professional apologist or theologian. Just listen to the needs of the people you encounter. Offer encouragement, take prayer requests, and pray with people. Find out more and get involved today at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic Television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. When I was outside of the church, there was always an unsettled feeling. There was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete. The, the deal clincher is we found our way to our, our parish and we met just an incredible pastor. We learned things that we'd never been taught. Wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. Now when you've got Jesus in your heart, then and then only can you see and find your real self. You know why? Because you're not afraid to look at yourself. You're not going around pretending you're something you're not. If you're an angry person, you got the guts to say, I am an angry person, but with the grace of God and the power of His Spirit, the power of His Spirit, I can become like who? Like Jesus. Not like me, not like the best in me, but like Jesus in me. You see, it's very, very important that when you go around looking for yourself, that you try to find out who you are that you have Jesus in your heart. The people you know and trust, 
are on EWTN. Hi, I'm Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week, our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hardworking people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Well, a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome back to Friday Live uh, on this Friday, November 13th, 2020. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. Thanks for staying with us. And we are happy to have you here. And uh, this hour, we're going to be reading our gospel for this coming Sunday, the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. The last Sunday in Ordinary Time. Well, isn't Christ the King Ordinary Time still? Well... It's his own big feast day. It's the last day of the liturgical year. Right. So, But in terms of the numbered Sundays. Oh, numbered Sundays, 33rd. That's right. And Father Chris Rogers will be here uh, to give the reflection. So um, uh, we'll be doing that. And then uh, I have some interesting facts about today's saint, actually, the liturgical saint of the day, Mother Cabrini. And also next, a uh, little later on this hour, our friend Deacon Anthony Seo from the Diocese of Camden will be joining us to talk about his senior spirituality segment. So all that being said, we will then go to our gospel reading for this Sunday. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, 
I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter? Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten, for to everyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Greetings, everyone, and praise be Jesus Christ. With only two more weeks left in our church year, we find ourselves once again this weekend in the end-time scriptures, that is, Matthew 25. Last week, we heard about the virgins and their lamps, the lack of oil or the presence of oil. This week, we move now to the next story, parable, and that is the the workers and their talents, the servants and their talents. And we can all empathize with this one fella who was given just one talent. We can empathize with his fear in using it, his fear in in sharing it. He buries it into the ground. Perhaps if we only were given one, we would be more careful with that one as opposed to the many. And while we can empathize with this man's fear, we need very much to identify with the generous, to identify with the generous ones who are not afraid, who use their gift and talent, and who are commended by the owner to identify with the generous ones. That, my friends, is the call of this weekend's gospel. It's a mindset. It's a disposition of heart. It's a way of life. To do that, we need to examine our relationship with the giver. And we are all called to have a deep relationship with the one who gives the talents, the one who gives the gifts. Almighty God is so good. He all is a gift, says St. Therese. And to have a deep relationship with the giver, who reigns on the good and the bad alike, who is nothing but gift, is so important. Our relationship with the giver, with God. Next, we need a humility with the self that if all is gift, we are just merely channels of his gifts. We are channels of his peace, as St. Francis said. And finally, in our relationship with others, charity. That the gift received is the gift that is shared and given. We are sharers in his peace. Years ago, St. John Paul II 
in describing the church as the body of Christ, he said that sometimes the body can develop blood clots. And we have to be careful of blood clots in the body of Christ. Fear is a big clot. But invoking the Holy Spirit every day, invoking a deep relationship with the giver, can help to break up that fear, can help to break up that clot. A beautiful image that I share this weekend with you is the image that's so close to us, the image of our own hearts. Our hearts are the, the most powerful muscle in our human bodies, right in our center. And that heart not only gives blood, but it receives it back. But the pump of the heart is pure gift. You and I cannot make that heart pump. We cannot make that heart start. And that is gift. My friends, as we come to the end of this church year, or the near end of it, let us be attentive to the one that has given the pump to our hearts. And like a healthy heart, let us allow that gift to go out and to reach many. May the good God take away all fear. May he teach us to identify with the generous and with grateful hearts to share that generosity with others. God be with you. Blessed be.
Well, the sun is setting. Has set. The sun has set. <laughs> but it was out. It was out, but now it's dark out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's only 5.13 if you're listening live, because we do air again at night and repeat mm-hmm. tomorrow on Saturday. But. but, you know, we're heading into those the shortest days leading up to, uh, what is it, December 21st? Yes, the shortest day of the year, December 21st. And then about a month then away. start getting brighter. That's right. And I noticed that. Because you know that's twenty first of December, and then usually Christmas. So we, you know, I'm usually home most of that time. But mm-hmm. I, I know coming back when I leave, when I finish my program at five o'clock every day, I'll go out and I'll see every day it's a little bit brighter, a little bit mm-hmm. brighter, a little bit brighter. That's right. Outside, and before you know it, it's spring, <laughs> and hopefully this. Let's not wish it all away. This dag blasted virus would go I away. Know. I just hope 2021 has uh, brighter things beside the sunshine in store. For all of us. Well, like you it's, just said, though, they're talking about another possible, a possible another shutdown, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is no good. I was just thinking now, I'm going to, I'm going to play this, I think. <laughs> just, just to brighten our day, um, the, uh, <laughs> if, 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 if um, this year had to have a theme song. <laughs> oh, okay. All righty. Now, so put on your musical ears, brothers and sisters, and you hear a lot of nice music on the station. We have choristers, cantors like Kathy, or was it Christy? Christy, Christy who mm-hmm. listen. Your ears are are trained. Right. So now, Think this about. is this is uh, this is an unnamed high school, by the way, orchestra. Okay. okay, playing this this, but I feel that this should be the theme of 2020. If, if 2020 had have a theme song, mm-hmm. this would be it being played by an unnamed high school. Here we go. That's the theme song for 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Right there in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of the high school. Our daughter sent that video to me last night. Nice find, Angela. Nice find. Found it on YouTube. It is a high school, and we don't know what high school it is, but anyway, they're trying. (laughs) They're trying. Hopefully it was just the first time they saw the music. It wasn't at a performance. uh, It looked like a video that is an actual performance (laughs) because there's a full choir and full dress behind them. God bless them all. Yeah. But really, if really if think about it, if it had to be like 2020, it reflects a a space odyssey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. that would be the theme song. Uh, anyway, that yeah. bring a little smile to you. <laughs> uh-huh. I I wonder if that band director still has a job. <laughs> That's what all the bands are going to sound like if they keep the schools closed. And, and play through those, well, they play through like burlap bags or something, don't I they? I know, I know. They, the they have a them? mask with the, a space for the embouchure, so you have a little space in the masks. You can 
you know, what, however you make your instrument uh, sound. And then the instrument itself has, is, looks just like a plastic bag. It just looks like a trash bag, but they are, you know. And what's the point? I well, mean, so is the it, air doesn't go as far as it potentially does. It go could. travel all through the instrument, though. I mean, is that again? What do they put a little it's filter be in the instrument? A very tiny muted sound. It's going to be trapped mm. in the bag. So maybe it goes two feet instead of ten or fifteen feet. Wow! Okay. But I will tell you, in England, their choirs are up and running, and this isn't recent. This is back in April. Like, so it was the end of their season, so maybe they started in May. But the studies and the reports came out in April. And the mistake, the assumption, and I know you have something that you want to get to, but in brief, we remember when this first started in March, um, that there was, uh, within those first couple of weeks, a large community choir of about 50 or 60 people had a rehearsal. And 20 or 30, like half of them came down with COVID. So mm. they said it's highly transmissible, no more singing. They jumped to that conclusion because there were no studies done. They just automatically assumed, well, they were singing and they all got it. But it was also a gathering where there was food being shared right. and a social after the rehearsal. So you don't know at what point. So anyway, extensive studies now have come out to show that singing in a room is no different than speaking in a room. And they tested all ages, all voice parts, all genres from classical to opera to gospel. And it didn't matter if you and I were speaking like this or we were singing, there were no more heavier particles or aerosols in the air. Mm. So singing can be done. Keep your distance. You want to play it extra safe? Wear your mask if that if you're feeling like that's protecting you, but it's really no danger. Hmm. So that's my piece because okay. I noticed Facebook just shut us down. I think they recognize that song. I think they recognize <laughs> who would recognize it. <laughs> Facebook just shut us down. So did people hear it? Oh, well, oh sure, YouTube. We're on YouTube, but but okay. our Facebook feed was just shut down at the during that. that. Maybe they didn't want to hear it. They just <laughs> they said, what are they? <laughs> If I get a notification of them saying that it was, if they knew that was 2001 A Space Odyssey, I'm going to give them a lot of credit. <laughs> I know. They should be that band director. Facebook just shut us down. Isn't that funny? It doesn't meet with their standards, I suppose. <laughs> it doesn't meet with anybody's Anyways. standards. Anyway, well, Mother Cabrini, was... today's her feast day. Yes. Um, she came as an immigrant to help immigrants because of the terrible treatment Italian immigrants uh, Bishop Scalabrini of the Diocese of Piacenza in Italy encouraged her to go to the U.S., but she wanted to go to China. However, while meeting with Pope Leo XIII in 1877, he said, go not to the east, but to the west. And she arrived in New York City March 31st, 1889. See, now my grandfather was born in 1884 mm -hmm. on his way over here. So then she came. They were there at the same time. She was the youngest of 13 children, born Francesca Caprini. She was the youngest in a very large family, born two months premature. She was one of four surviving children out of the 13. Imagine that. Wow, out of 13. to lose that oh, many yeah. children. Ooh. The remaining nine children died at young ages. She founded the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. And I just lost my place. There we go. Francesca graduated with honors from a school run by the religious congregation the Daughters of the Sacred Heart. She received her teaching certificate and wished to join this religious order after uh, finishing school. But they told her she was too frail for their lifestyle. What did uh, they do? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> she then decided to dedicate her life to service as a layperson. 
She worked at House of Providence Orphanage in Cadagno, Italy, where she took a religious habit in 1877. However, in 1880, Francesca made religious vows with uh, seven other women to the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, uh, a religious congregation in which she founded. She chose the name Francis Xavier Cabrini after St. Francis Xavier, the missionary saint, and the missionary sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus devoted their lives to prayer, service, and ministry. They served the poor, marginalized, and the suffering. She founded approximately 70 institutions all over the world. Uh, St. Mother Cabrini founded many different institutions in several different countries in order to serve human needs, including the poor, abandoned, and marginalized. And these facilities included orphanages, hospitals, and schools. She's the patroness of immigrants Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. Uh, Italian-born, she immigrated to this country at the age of 38 and became a citizen at 59. Wow. She's also the patron saint of hospital administrators. She's part of the National Women's Hall of Fame in New York. So she's in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. in New York. Uh, she was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in 1996. The women honored on this li- uh, list are those who have made or make contributions that are of national or global importance of enduring value. And uh, there are three shrines to her in the U.S. One is the National Shrine of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini in Chicago. And the one I was talking about, St. Francis Xavier Cabrini Shrine in New York, it's in, it may be on the Manhattan side of the, of the river, but near the Bronx, north of the river. Is there also one in Baltimore? There's one in Colorado. So that's today's saint, Saint Mother Cabrini, as we celebrate her. And uh, I'm just trying to find where this is in the city. Give me a little link here to uh, the shrine, Fort Washington Avenue, New York, New York. So it's oh. it's up, it's north, mm-hmm. North Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly, a, it's a it could be a pilgrimage uh, a place. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I believe her. I believe she's buried there. I believe she's buried there. Well, that's right in our area, isn't yeah, it? You can make it there. And as long as they have a place where you could stay for 14 days. Well, in New York, yeah. <laughs> it's on the banks of the Hudson River. Uh, chapel houses the most precious. Yeah, it's, she's buried there. Oh, wow. Why have we not go- ever gone? Well, you can have a little well, pilgrimage. Yeah. You can have a walking pilgrimage like Father. Uh, That's right. Wow. <laughs> that is Father really Summer. admirable. And then he starts talking about, you know, um, St. James de Compostela and the way, the Camino trails. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. If I were younger, if I had known about it when I was younger, and at this level of faith, you know, everything just has to be at the right time. But I can barely walk a couple miles now without feeling it. So, Well, you can take your time. Well, see you in five years. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, you could. People ride bikes on it, too. They do. They do bikes. And also, there are certain pilgrimages, depending on which company or tour company, however, um, where you can walk so far, and then they do follow you um, or have like a mini bus or a minivan that might be carrying some luggage. And it's Mm, not like you mm. really have to go the hard way with your full backpack. Like in the movie. Yeah, not necessarily like the Martin Sheen right. trick. Yeah. But, and then you could say, all right, I'm going to do five miles and I'll meet you at that village or that town. And then mm-hmm. you could ride the rest of the way. So there's there's so many different options. But, I mean, part of it is to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But. Well, I guess we'll take a break and then we'll be uh, come back and be joined by our friend Deacon Anthony Seal for his senior spirituality segment. So, mm-hmm. friends, stay where you are. There's more to come on Friday Live. Thank you. 
Well, welcome back, friends. Always a joy to have you here on these Friday programs. We love being with you. And uh, we want to welcome a very special friend with his senior spirituality segment from the Diocese of Camden, our good and dear friend, Deacon Anthony Co. Hi, Deacon. How are you? I am doing outstanding, Jim and Cheryl. I hope you guys are doing well. And hello to all of our listeners. What a beautiful day this is. <laughs> yes. yes. Finally. And, <laughs> Finally. And thank you, as always, for being with us. You know, I could just I could just hear the smile in your voice, if that makes any sense to you. It's just a positive, uplifting spirit. So thank you for that. Well, I thank you very much for, for you saying that. I, you know, I... I'm just a big believer that uh, if if we're happy, if we look at everything with a positive outlook, it, it just makes every moment seem so special. So uh, I'm the eternal optimist. I really well, that's it why frustrates some people sometimes. That's <laughs> why we love bringing you here, Deacon, because yes. you bring that ray of sunshine into the yes. and the joy into the hearts of our listeners and viewers. So good to well, have thank you. Thank you so very very much. I'll tell you what I would like to talk about today, and I'm hoping this is okay with you. I would love to talk about Advent. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only a couple of weeks away, and I don't know about you, but I'm hearing Christmas music on the radio already. <laughs> I know. I'm seeing people starting to put out Christmas decorations, right? Yeah. Are you seeing people yes. putting out Christmas decorations already? Yes. Yeah. I, you know, funny you should say that. I just noticed it yesterday as I drive home. Uh, a couple nights a week late, and it's already dark. And I actually saw two or three properties with the Christmas lights and yes. the snowmen in the yard. Dang. I thought, my goodness, I haven't even thought about what size turkey I need for Thanksgiving. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what? You know, my thinking is, and, and I could really be wrong about this, but I think people are so tired of of just being cooped up, and they're so tired of of you know all the restrictions, and everything mm-hmm. that they're looking at Christmas and, and they're looking at it and they're saying. I can't wait. Yes. You know, I think there, I think there's a spirit coming. I think there really is. Normally at this time of year, I would be I would be grousing and saying, you know, ah, they shouldn't have Christmas music on the radio already, and yeah. people, you know, shouldn't be doing it. But I have to tell you, I am so ready. For <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm so ready for Christmas. I really am. That's I right. agree with you. They want the joy, and they know that it's a joyful season. And I thought we're just going to bring it on. <laughs> but before and, we and get there, what, sure. Advent is you a great said, a great way to start. So. Absolutely. And, and, and Sean, you just said the perfect word because you said joy. Mm. And, you know, Advent reminds us that there is joy in waiting, right? Mm. We're not waiting for Santa. We're not waiting to get the shopping done. But it's a season of hope. It's a season of joy. It's about that expectant waiting, right? That hopeful anticipation, that joyful preparation for what is to come. Mm-hmm. We're welcoming a friend into our lives. It's Jesus the one that we've been waiting for. And someone said to me, I think they said this thing last year, it really sticks with me, it says, if you're sick of Christmas by December 25th, then you're doing Advent incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's true, because if we if we stand back and say, we are given this beautiful period before, you know, leading up to Christmas for us to reflect, for us to uh, just do things that bring us closer to our Lord, and if we can use this time wisely, we're going to have an even better Christmas. And by December 25th, we won't be sick of Christmas. We'll be joyful that the day has finally arrived. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm thinking, and I am hoping that, that just thinking about this joyful time will get us, you know, kind of out of the doldrums mm-hmm. and let us, you know, think about uh, all the good things uh, that are coming. And, and I know the show you said, like, you know, you're thinking about what size 
what size turkey to get. And, and you're absolutely right. But I, I think it's so close on the horizon that it's a good time for us to start thinking about Advent. Mm-hmm. I've been asking some people, I've been saying, what is it that we should do during Advent to prepare ourselves best for Christmas? And I've come up with a couple of different answers. I'm going to share this with everyone today. One person said to me what they're going to do is they're going to get all their Christmas shopping done before Advent begins. Mm. Now, I, I, so I, so I said, why are you going to do that? That sounds you know, a tall order. And he said, because what frustrates them the most during this, this season is shopping. It's trying to pick things up and, and try, you know, just trying to get that done. It's the stressful part. So their thought was if they can take that stressful part out of the Advent season, they can use that time more wisely to actually think and reflect about what Advent is all about and what the coming of the Christmas season is all about. I think it's a great idea. I don't know that I can do it, but then I think that, you know, we're able to do such great shopping online um, that, you know what, maybe it could be less stressful if we try to get that done. Um, and enjoy the season a little bit more. That make any sense? You think? That's Absolutely. A good one. I, you know, I think that I, I agree with you, Deacon, one hundred percent. Because we always get to the point. I think most people get to the, when you get to Christmas, you turn around and say, "Wait a minute, what happened to Advent?" Yeah. And we don't mm-hmm. take don't take enough time to anticipate the joy of Christmas. Agree. Agree completely. So I, I think I'm going to put that on my list of things to do, but then my wife reminded me that I don't do the shopping anyway. She does. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so she, she kind of wants to be able to say, well, you can do that if you want. It's not going to make any difference. <laughs> so so I, I, I think I maybe need to help her a little bit with that. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll there not you sure. go. <laughs> a, a, a second uh, a comment a person made to me, a different person said, um, they want to think in advance about what the traditions are. They really want to follow this this Advent and be prepared. You know, whether it's making the Advent wreath, preparing the Jesse tree, baking, you know, whatever the special cookies and things are. Whatever those important traditions are, the person said, I want to begin now. I want to gather all the supplies I need because there's no fun running around the last minute trying to find the candles for your Advent wreath mm-hmm. and those types of things. Okay, they said they're yeah. going to try to prepare and do those things in advance. We've got a couple of weeks now before Advent begins, so right. it's a good time for us to be able to look at those things. So I like that idea. Think about what you really want to th- think about those things that are meaningful to you in the Advent season, tradition-wise, and try to get those squared away mm-hmm. uh, in advance. I, I like that. Mm, I like that. Here, here's another one, and, and, and now we really start to get to, to the spirituality part of it. Um, commit to daily spiritual reading. So think about it now. Don't don't wait don't wait for the first Sunday of Advent mm-hmm. to say, okay, I just heard the homily, and the priest is telling me that this is what I should be doing in Advent, and I haven't looked at any spiritual readings, haven't prepared any way. So, you know, commit to daily spiritual readings, whether it's, you know, also pray the rosary, spend some time each week in the pleasant presence of the Blessed Sacrament, you know, whether it's you do morning and evening prayer, whether you do Advent devotionals. Um, I'm not saying you do all these things. Pick one or two, but think about it now, that when the first Sunday of Advent comes, you're able to say, okay, today I'm starting with my spiritual journey that's going to lead me through to the birth of our Savior. 
And you um, know, I, it gave me an idea uh, just bouncing off what you said, Deacon Anthony. And, of course, we're doing a lot to um, decorate for Christmas. You know, the kids want to decorate the house and everything. But how nice if you could set aside a little, create a prayer corner, if you will, a little place, a little refuge where you can do your reading or pray your rosary. And maybe there's a small table that you can put on a a purple cloth and and put your Advent wreath there or, uh, you know, a statue of the Blessed Virgin or, you know, have your books and your your, um, rosary beads, light a candle, something that makes you think, well, th- this is my little Advent corner. This is where I'm going to dedicate my little time every day. And, and that actually works out perfectly, because if you, th- if you think about it, in order to really be able to add those spiritual things into your daily life, you, you really need to, to focus on a place where you actually can do that, something different than normal. Creating that little space, like you said, that little prayer corner, that little prayer nook, really does something special when you're able to see that purple cloth, when you're able to see the roses, when you're able to see the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It reminds you that that's your place to go to be able to get your mindset into the spirituality. That That's absolutely a wonderful, wonderful idea. Um, one of the things, too, with that is that I find, I find for most people— even those who really are good at being able to have their prayer time in their home, and they kind of have their space that they do their prayers, to make Advent a little special, set up a different place than you normally do your prayer time so that it becomes, it, it does make the season special. So even if you're good at your spiritual life and your readings and everything else, make a little bit of a different place for it during Advent to focus your mind. I think that's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. Mm, I agree. Um, I, I think also, I think it's important to put confession on our calendar. Um, you know, it, 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 Advent, Advent is a great time for us to be able to look inward and reflect, to be able to look at what is the Lord asking me to do in my life? Uh, how is he asking me to change so I can become get closer to becoming the person that he intended for me to be? So what a great way of being able to think through that and to go to confession, to be able to cleanse us from those sins, to be able to, to kind of take our take our minds off of those things that might be weighing us down, and then to be able to come out of confession and be able to really get closer and closer to our Lord. Um, most parishes, I think, are working together to try to to, 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 to try to have a time or a regional uh, confession and penance service. Um, but you can also just do it with your with your priest locally in the church as well. So add confession to your list of things that you want to do during the Advent season. Mm. Um, I, I, I think that um, choosing a special way of giving might be something else you might consider doing. Um, you know, what is it that you want to be able to do to reach out? To other people, and how how do you want to touch someone else's life during this Advent season? And and it might be, you know, special attention to reaching out to the poor. Um, so do, do something generously. Um, most parishes are collecting food uh, for both Thanksgiving and for Christmas. You know, there's a way that we could be generous, uh, but but also doing something that's a little bit more personal. Um, you know, maybe it's that neighbor. Uh, that you don't see very often, who might be a little bit older, who, who or who might have just a lot going on and needs a smile or a helping hand, 
be able to ring that doorbell and just say, hey, I brought something for you, and you know, can we talk for a little bit? Um, the, the, these things, you know, bring blankets and fleece for the homeless, um, so many things that we can think of doing that uh, w- would help us to help others during this, during this Advent season. So they're, 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 those are some things that I think just allow us to look and say, I'm doing something different. I'm doing something special. I'm going to make this the best Advent season ever. And when I come out on the other side of it, I will be closer to becoming the person that God intended for me to be. Beautiful. And, you know, Deacon, now's the time to start preparing and planning because, we, of course, I guess a week from Sunday is the Feast of Christ the King, and then the following Sunday mm-hmm. is uh, the first Sunday of Advent. So now's the time. Don't wait until the first, right. the first Sunday of Advent. Yeah. Because amid, exactly. amid that is Thanksgiving, and we are busy, perhaps, you know, in some other little area. So, you know, the days go by very quickly. And I always say I, I, love, I love Christmas. I love Easter, these beautiful seasons. But there's something about Advent for me that has always been a, a wonderful time of that like it's it's an inner inner joy that's just waiting to burst out. You know, it's 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 certainly not as penitential, although it is penitential, but not as penitential as Lent. Mm. But it's a time where we're joyfully anticipating, as the Eucharistic prayer used to say, the coming of our Lord. And uh, it's a great way to to prepare for that the joy uh, the glory of, of Christmas. You said it perfectly, and, and thank you for, for kind of summing up those things. You're exactly right. Now is the time to start. It's only a couple of weeks away. It's getting close. Now's the time to start. If, if on December 25th we can say, wow, this has been a wonderful time that we've just spent for these last four weeks, if we can say that, that means that we've prepared properly for the mm-hmm. birth of our Savior. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it can just add such joy to the holiday and bring joy to others so much. That's so true. Those, those are some of the things I think that would really be great if we're able to do. Even if we could do one or two of them, wow, wouldn't it be so much better? Great mm-hmm. suggestion. You know, I, I read something. There wasn't really an Advent exercise, but you could. It really is because it's within the, within the Advent season. I read recently someone on Facebook or something said suggested reading a chapter of the Gospel of Luke every day in December. So starting on the 1st of December, you read the first chapter, because there are 24 chapters in Luke. Oh, there's And a you'll plan. complete it on Christmas Eve, and we'll have read the entire life of our Lord. Before what a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so, want to add that to my list. There you I go. That's a great <laughs> idea. I'm going to share that with others, too. Yeah. Not, I got it off the, mm-hmm. offline, so it's, you know, it's, it's out there. It's public domain. You can own it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as always, Deacon, we, we certainly appreciate your, your wisdom, your, your wonderful words, and, and the joy of your spirit. We love having you with us. And uh, just thank you so much for all you do for us and the Church. It is my pleasure. I am so happy to be here. I, I look forward so much, so much to these segments. And, uh, you know, God bless you. And, and next time we'll be speaking, we'll be in the Advent season, or, right. you know, in the middle of it somewhere. So I'm looking so much forward to being with you guys again. And we'll, thank you. We'll check in on that date and see how we're doing with our to-do lists, okay? We'll hold <laughs> okay. each other accountable. Now, uh-oh, there's a test. Midterms, midterms. The pressure. Yeah, yes. yeah. All right. Well, have a great Thanksgiving to you and your family. Uh, blessed Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks. We hope you have a, a joyful day that day, too. God bless you. Thank you so, so much. God bless you. Thank you. Have Thank a great you. One. You too. And, and friends, you stay where you are. We're going to come back with more. Don't go away. Be right back. Mm-hmm. 
My family left the church because of a, a, a very negative experience with a specific priest, and that took my whole family away from going to church for a long period of time. There were other Catholic churches, and there were great Catholic churches and great priests, but we stopped because of that one specific instance. And in a way, I was, I was cheated out a big part of my journey and my life uh, because we weren't in the church. In life, it seems like we're always enslaved to something. And I think that's, that's basically where our, what our culture is all about right now, is we are, we are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. My involvement in the church, my relationship with God is who I am. It's what gives me my identity. Thank God I'm home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. This is Monsignor John Kozar, National Director of the Pontifical Mission Societies in the United States. For most of us, war is something we only read about. For Father John Thompson, war was something he lived through for 25 years in two African countries, Liberia and neighboring Sierra Leone. God was with me throughout, he recalls. And through that service, Father Thompson says he always tried his best to reach out to others, sharing with them God's abiding, sustaining love. Surrounded by distractions and difficulties in our everyday lives, we may lose sight of our greatest calling, to love one another. It's a lesson from the missions. Brought to you by the Pontifical Mission Societies. To learn more about becoming a missionary right where you are, visit our website at onefamilyandmission.org. Remember, if you're baptized, you're a missionary. Through prayer and sacrifice, in word and witness, we're all part of this one family in mission. Caught me off guard there, but we're back. That's it. That is it. We're back on Facebook, so I guess they... uh... They didn't recognize that, that song. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people that would. A lot of fun, though. Oh, that was very, very nice. A very good attempt. Puts a little, oh, a little smile on your face. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, they try. Yeah, it, most, most, uh, most high school bands are, you know, they're not professional. <laughs> no. But this was awful. It's <laughs> <laughs> a difficult piece now. Come on. Give them a little credit for attempting Give the them credit, Why even try? Why yeah. wouldn't they have chosen something a little simpler? Yeah. To make it easier to play. That's right. <clears throat> that was a gem. I'm going to save that. I'm going to send it to all my music friends. Yeah. But Angela made the point. It's, it's a video, actually. If you look at the video, yeah, there is a choir behind the, the orchestra there. So yeah, they must, I wonder what they sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> we better not find out. Uh, no, no. I wish. I, I, actually, I would like to hear the whole piece. You would. <laughs> just to see what they did with it. Maybe every now and then they might hit a right note. Yeah. And it would sound a little better. Anyway, they try. Oh, God dear. bless them all. Well, it's unnamed. We don't, we're not <clears throat> we don't know who they are. No, I, I don't know who the, who the, uh, the high and school is. And they shall remain anonymous. That's right. But other than that, uh, Monday, Bruce will be here uh, for his come to the throne. So, friends, uh, you can call in live at 3 o'clock on Monday uh, to, to pray, pray, pray with Bruce. You have special intentions, special urgent prayer. Uh, that's the t- day to do it. Every first and third Monday, Bruce will be here uh, at 3 o'clock live. So this coming Monday is the third Monday in November already, and he'll be here for that. And I think next Friday, is that the Vatican cookbook interview? Uh, I don't know if we, I don't know if we're doing it next Friday. Are we doing it? Uh, I'm going to check I'm my calendar here. I'm looking forward to that one. I know we're interviewing him 
ahead of time, but I where when it's going to air? Well, do you have to stay. Tuned? Well, we probably should. It's it's a it's a it's a Christmas. It's a Vatican Christmas cookbook. Yeah, maybe save it for December. Well, we want people to get it before Christmas so they can mm. cook Vatican style. And then the following next Friday, but then the following Friday is is the day after Thanksgiving. We won't be here. We'll start our Christmas music prelude, a little bit of Christmas music for two hours. Okay. And then the fourth, it is the Radiothon. Second, third, and fourth. Two, mm-hmm. three, and four, December. Second, third, and fourth, Radiothon 2020. And again, we're just inviting you to uh, prayerfully consider uh, being generous during those three days. We didn't have it in the in the spring, and we count on our Radiothon every year, our spring Radiothon every year to... Um, be the source of between 40 and 45% of our annual operating budget. Mm. Well, we didn't get that this year, so we've been flying on shoestrings here. <laughs> and so we do have to have the Radiothon, and we're just asking you, please, end of year. And we know there are a number of people who, who do listen and watch uh, who are in the financial position where their financial advisors say you have to give to charitable organizations at, mm-hmm. by, before the end of the year for tax reasons. To, to really consider making domestic church media a recipient of that generosity because uh, we could certainly use it. And as I said, we have already uh, secured pledges, you know, people who have pledged matching gifts to the tune of $56,000, which means the first $56,000 raised will be matched dollar for dollar. So double your money, double the fun. Doublement, doublement, doublement gum. Remember that commercial? I absolutely do. <laughs> Double your pleasure, double your fun. Yeah. Chew double mint, double, double mint, mint, double mint, double mint, double, and they click. Yeah, remember that? Let's see how we remember commercials from like fifty years ago. I know, but I can't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> That's marketing. Bad. That's marketing for you. But again, second, uh, <coughs> excuse me, December second, third, and fourth, uh, the radiothon. Mark your calendar. Spread the word, and uh, pray about it because um, you know it, it's how we operate here. We we don't sell commercials. We we're not a commercial radio station. And we are a 501c3 nonprofit charitable organization. So your gift is tax deductible. If you're looking for some tax uh, breaks, um, your donation is tax deductible. You can take it off your taxes on for 2020, which is going to be over in six weeks. 2020 you know, is the, over in six weeks. Especially this year, this semester or block of several months here where people have been shut down, shut in. Um, we have been here, Jim especially has been here, the radio has been on, and it has helped a lot of people. Oh, I know. Uh, you know, it was a <clears throat> refuge, it mm-hmm. was a safe harbor, it was a place to go, you knew it was going to be on, the, the gospel truth, you know, Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. So um, we want this to continue because who knows how much longer people are still going to be hanging on to tuning into their radio because that's all they have. They and, you know, if there's, if there's one thing we've learned over the past number of months is the power of the media mm. and how it can sway and have influence. Right. And our responsibility here at Domestic Church Media is to proclaim the gospel, to share that light of Christ with as many people as possible, to use the media for the good. For truth. Uh, for glory. And, um, you know, if we don't do it, who will? So pray about supporting us December 2nd third and fourth for our 2020 radiothon okay we're gonna go it's uh time time is up stay tuned for catholic answers live and uh i'll be back well bruce is here monday at three i'll be back god willing tuesday at four we'll be back next friday and uh hope you have a great weekend have a beautiful weekend god bless you